Hello, hello, y'all. I am so excited to be here today. I'm just going to double check one thing. All right. Um, welcome. Welcome. I am sorry to miss you guys last week. It wound up uh, being just sort of a comedy of errors of sorts. And um, either I was sick or my son got sick or had to take someone to the doctor. And anyway, but it was really good. So I am really excited to be here with y'all today. I am going to be pulling back the curtain a little bit on the last few years of my life and just honestly, give myself a chance to reflect and share with you a little bit of a reflection of what God has done in my life and how he has brought me to this point of being a Catholic coach, a Catholic mindset coach. So from the time that I was a kid, I craved connection with others. I know probably all kids desire this to some degree. I think my unique strengths and extroversion uh, definitely helped add to this. So I loved relationship. I thrived and just knowing and being known. I mean, isn't that being human really is to be known and to know another. So they also say that the area of your greatest woundedness becomes God's greatest triumph in your life. And that is very true here. A lot of the lies that I have dealt with over the last few years have been really just Based in that, in relationship, in connection with others, um, these lies of feeling rejected or feeling like too much, I've talked a little bit about that here, and just coming into this ownership of who I am and who God has created me to be. So for many years, I hid myself from the world. You know, it didn't happen all at one time. It wasn't, you know, like one big moment, I wouldn't say, but it just happened piece by piece, you know, gift by gift. I saw as a nuisance, as a weakness, maybe it was too unique, maybe it was too much. I wanted to be accepted. I wanted to fit in this need that I had to just be accepted by others really drove some parts of me deep down. And I was like, well, I just made this agreement that I wasn't going to share them because if I did, then I would be rejected. And that was the last thing I wanted at that point. You know, I wanted to fit in and I wanted to do the right thing. Uh, from a very early age, I've been, you know, a perfectionist. I've always wanted to do the right thing, to not rock the boat. Those have come from, you know, multiple places, I think. But the the time, by the time I was an adult, I became, you know, went to college. I desired greatly at that time to be married, to have children, didn't have any big career aspirations at that point, and just loved working with kids. And then I got married and I had kids and I just kind of felt like there was this theme of waiting for the next thing to be happy. You know, I layered so many shoulds upon shoulds, as I've heard it referred to, that I found myself miserable and sobbing in my beautiful kitchen just a couple of years, uh, or just right real soon after we moved back to Louisiana after being away from home for a long time. I had looked forward to this moment for the last five years. I had been told um, that it was like, this is the it gets better part of uh, the training that we were in. And I thought it would be coming together. I thought I should be happy. I should be grateful. I should be able to keep myself together. I should love being with my kids 24 hours a day. I should be able to spend time in prayer and then be fixed in that time in prayer. And that God was somehow just going to transfer all of this um, onto me. And what she, I mean, obviously <laughs> it is God's grace that transforms us, but 
there was just a lot of shoulds. I was like, well, if I spend this time in prayer, then I will have the results that I want, or I will be that perfect person that I want. We talked a little bit about perfection a couple weeks ago. So in this moment, sobbing on my kitchen floor, my daughter sleeping in the other room, I was miserable and I didn't think I should be allowed to be miserable. And in that moment, I just decided that enough was enough. Something had to change. And it was in that moment, in that just total and utter brokenness, that God was able to kind of begin doing something in me. So it was from this point, I was able to, you know, I've talked a little about about this part of my journey before. I've experienced some great counseling. It was at this point that I was able to get some counseling. I sought out spiritual direction. My husband became, my husband and I became involved in a marriage movement called Domestic Church. We were growing a lot closer. I was expressing some of these things to him. Um, I had gotten medication at this point as well through my counselor. We had figured out that this was really a great place for me to, to be able to operate out of, be able to get the healing that I needed. I did some EMDR therapy. Anyway, um, and also I spent a lot of hours in prayer every week. Um, that was my nap time activity. It was what I clung to. I just begged for God to reveal himself, to show himself to me. And I didn't really know where else to go except for there. Cause I just didn't have a lot of tools in my toolbox as to how to deal with these things. So finally I get to this place after some counseling and, and spiritual direction, and other things where I was kind of at a baseline, right? Like I was, I felt like I could manage my life, but at some point, the survival just wasn't enough. You know, I didn't want to just survive. I was still yelling at my kids more than I wanted to. I was still stressing out about these little things that, um, and letting them just ruin my whole day. I was ruminating about lots of things. And so I was just really stuck. And it was in his mercy that God, the first step for me was to find Dr. Greg Botero in Catholic Psych. I found them through, I think it was a Leah Darrow Lux U conference or no, her podcast. She had interviewed him on her podcast and he wrote a book called The Mindful Catholic, which is, it just blew my mind because he took his expertise of psychology and just integrated it with Catholic faith in a way that I had never seen anyone do before. So it really was the uh, first enlightening, I guess, of how my mind was made and how it, I was not broken like I thought I was. Um, but that he created my mind a certain way. And he created my, Janae's mind, the way that he created my mind. And it's different than my husband's mind. And it's different than your mind. And like, he knows in that relationship, like we know um, how to hear God. We know how he speaks to us. It's going to be different uh, depending on, on our personalities and us. And like, we are just so uniquely created. There's nobody like us. So it just gave me such freedom. Um, and this was a great first step to realize that my mind was actually good. You know, and from there, I also discovered some therapy through Catholic Psych when they were doing the traditional model still. And it was really transformative. His God's grace was just so present to me in my past and in my present and being able to deal with those moments that he would bring to mind and have a counselor therapist who just could use her expertise to help show me how um, God was moving in my life and is continuing to still move in my life. And that was just really huge. I came out of those six months of weekly sessions, just completely transformed and completely healed in a way 
that I had just never believed possible. And yeah, and I just experienced such peace. You know, God is so merciful with us. And he gave me a time. He gave me a time that was just really peaceful for me. And then it just started, you know, just like God does. It's just like, it wasn't enough. You know, it wasn't, I was still hungry. I was still hungry for more. I don't mean that it wasn't enough, like, oh God, it's not enough, but more of like, you just, you lose taste for certain things, you know, like once you've tasted, I don't know, like a really expensive wine, you don't necessarily want to go to the box wine anymore. Right. Like there was just something more that I knew. And I knew that because every day I was still struggling. I was still getting upset at these little things that were happening. Uh, and I didn't want to be, you know, they, like St. Paul says, you do the things you do not want to do and you don't do the things you want to do. And there's just this struggle. And I still yelled at my kids more than I wanted to, even though it was significantly less than before, but it was still more than I wanted to. And I was still treating them, you know, speaking to them with this tone that was, not great. Even if I wasn't yelling, I wasn't treating them with the respect that they deserved as God's creation. You know, I spent too many hours scrolling on social media, comparing myself. I would turn to food as comfort um, when I would when I would get sad or when I would get stressed. Um, I still expected this really high perfection of myself. Now I can look back and know, knowing my strengths more um, and just knowing who I was created to be. There was just this stagnancy about my life that just was not working. It was not working. I was very unhappy. And as um, my my one of my mentors, Erin Ingold, was saying, she's like, desire uh, doesn't go anywhere. It's like God's desire that he creates in us. It just sort of doesn't have anywhere to go. And that's what creates that tension, I guess. And so that's what I was feeling is really just this tension. I was like, what do I do with this healing? You know, and I just kept getting in scripture day after day after day, like that God wanted me to go out, go out to the world and tell the good news to shout from the rooftops, what God, what he had done for me, what he had done for my heart and my family. And I still struggled because I'm such a, I was such a perfectionist. And, you know, like I say, I'm a recovering perfectionist. I was like, wait, so I don't, I I feel like I need to have it all together in order to go out there. And, you know, he's so gentle with us. I still have that inclination, but I disregard it because I know it's not true. Um, But I knew I just needed to start. And so by the grace of God, he introduced certain people in my life. And the next big step for me was the Women's School Masterclass created by January Donovan, a graduate of Franciscan University. Uh, And it was facilitated by my friend and mentor, Lisa Canning. So the class itself was incredibly transformative for me. Uh, I learned that these things that I maybe struggled with or that um, I had been really actually, it was a lot of judgment. Um, one thing that Dr. Batera does talk about a lot is this curiosity versus judgment and judgment puts you into like this ruminating spin and it makes you, um, be really down on yourself. And then you just kind of, it's like a shame blame cycle. It just keeps going. And, but I still found myself in this, even though I knew about it, it was, it was hard for me to make that transfer from like, practically speaking, like, how does that actually look in my life? Even though I knew what he had talked about and I knew he has lots of exercises and other things, but that's what this class was for me was really a way to awaken those dreams and desires in my heart to see that they were from God, that they were good. You know, the desires in our hearts are good and that we are given those for a reason. We are given those from God. Like just because we desire them does not necessarily mean that they're not from God. Like obviously there needs to be discernment, but that's how he speaks to us. That's how he gives us that motivation and that urge to like go and serve him in the world. 
And so, that, you know, the Women's School Masterclass was just this first step for me to really learn about these different skills and um, the different arenas of my life and how important it was that I showed up well to everyone in my life and not just one, you know, um, not just contribute, not just volunteer to the point that my family is neglected or not just stay so focused on my family because in my mind to be a good Catholic mom means that, you know, X, Y, and Z. For me, it was being a stay-at-home mom. It meant that I didn't work outside the home um, because, you know, at that point, I didn't have this big, you know, career aspiration, but so it was easier for me, but like, I still had that judgment in my mind of this is what it looks like to be the best Catholic mom, but there is no, there's, there's no actual, like, I'm not sure if you know that if you don't, I'm letting you in on a secret. There is no blueprint for a good Catholic mom. So where do we go from there? What does it look like for Janae? What is God's calling for Janae? What is her path to holiness. And that is really what started getting kind of unwrapped. You know, I, I started having these dreams and desires and my mission sort of came from that, this conviction that I had there, that there were others like me even that desired this so strongly. I, I felt not so alone anymore. The internet, um, you know, just opened up the world for me in a way, especially during COVID where so many of my friends, we've been cut off from each other. This was kind of, this was August. So it was still happening. You know, there still wasn't a lot of in-person gatherings, but honestly, like if, if I'm being honest, I had always kind of felt that way my whole life. I had always felt outside of the circle. I had always felt alone. And now obviously these are all thoughts. I can now recognize that I've had, I had, they weren't necessarily true hundred percent of the time, but that was my perspective. And getting into this community of women that were just hungry, that wanted to pursue holiness, that wanted to pursue skills and just like human formation. Because the, the class itself, just for clarity, the Women's School Masterclass, it was built by a Catholic. She went to Franciscan. Um, she lives her life as a devout Catholic. However, the class itself is a human formation tool. And it took me a little while to see it that way. But it's just a tool. It's one way that we can achieve holiness by really allowing God into all of these different areas of our life, our health, our wealth, our, and health means like mental health, spiritual health, physical health, our relationships, you know, our intimacy. What does that look like with the Lord, with those around us, our friendships? You know, how do we contribute? Um, just off the top of my head, those are the ones that are our family. Those are the ones that are coming to me. How can we show up better? So through this masterclass, I, discerned toward the end of it, this was about January, that I was going to become a strategist for the women's school. I was going to help others find this freedom that I had found. And I was so convicted and so just so alive in a way that I had never felt before. It was very new for me. It still kind of is. This has been the year of transition for me of going from a stay-at-home mom um, with like obviously lots of uh, dreams and desires, but just like kind of dead end places. Like they never had anywhere to go. It was like the water in a swimming pool. It was just stuck. It was trapped. And that's why I was so restless. You know, I don't know if any of you out there are also restless. That's something to pay attention to. That means likely that God is doing something in you and it needs to have a place to go. And there needs to be some discernment and some movement in your life. So I became a strategist and I led my first group. It started in, in March and it was really amazing to walk with these women, uh, to facilitate the small groups, to go through the content that January created and just watch God move in their lives and give them hope and give them encouragement. And, you know, ultimately, I, you know, I was living that dream, right? Like that's what I thought 
it's just been kind of one door after another, like God opened that door. And then he's like, it's not enough. It wasn't enough. And so I had to kind of re-enter that, you know, I really didn't see myself doing anything else. It was a lot safer to me to stay behind the name of a company like the woman's school or being a strategist, you know, to, to come out as Janae Franco, a Catholic mindset coach was a whole lot more terrifying because then there'd be all the judgments on me. It was all, it was all obviously, well, I say, obviously I came back to a place where it was, I realized there was a lot of self-reliance. There was a lot of what's the judgment going to be on me on what I'm going to do here instead of letting God be the one who was doing this in me. And this path, this entrepreneurial path, I feel so confident now it is, it is my path to holiness. Like this is, this is how I am going to become a saint. This is how I'm going to help other people become a saint. This is how my family is going to come with me and we're going to become saints. Like I would not be who God created me to be if I did not start this business this year. And gosh, that is just, I'm just in awe of God, his goodness and all of this. So moving, moving back. So I didn't, I wanted to hide behind a name. I wanted to hide behind a company. And I made that the woman's school at the time. And I still do, you know, plan on doing groups in the future and doing strategy and helping women through that material because it was so life-changing for me. Uh, But there was a time this summer when I was still kind of finishing up my groups and I was just feeling really lost. And I had been going through some one-on-one coaching with my coach and mentor, Lisa Canning. I've done a lot of different types of coaching with her now uh, over the last year and a half. And I will say it's just been incredibly transformative to be able to have that one-on-one time to be seen, to be known and to be, to help have her help me see my mind and how it was stopping me. And so in March, she had gone through the purgative way program with the Metanoia Catholic, uh, which is kind of the ultimate, the last step, I suppose, in my journey, because they do train Catholic coaches and, So she had been going through the Purgative Way program, which is their training program for Catholic coaches. And when I was discussing with her getting some one-on-one coaching, she's like, she was just telling me, you know, it was a little different because I had done some business coaching with her before. She's like, this is going to be different. I'm telling you, your mindset's going to make a big difference. And I was really skeptical, I will say, because I was like, but really? I mean, I already know so much about mindset. Um, Not that I wasn't open to learning because that's kind of how God made me with learner input and intellection, my top three, it's like all about learning all the things, like all the time. In fact, I buffer with learning a lot. Like I just need to read one more book. I just need to read one more article. I don't know if any of you resonate with that, but anyhow, so I was a little skeptical, but she showed me some things. She was like, look, this is how I've grown in my business working on with my mindset coach. And I was like, okay. So I started, I got the journal, uh, the Metanoia Catholic daily seven journal, is one of their products um, that they offer. And it really walks you through this process. I don't know where mine is. Anyway, it walks you through this process of how to really take captive your thoughts. And I was really surprised. I've been a journaler my whole life. Uh, I know for some, they love to journal. For others, they don't. I love journaling. And so I was really unsure about it because I didn't want to be trapped into these boxes necessarily. But what I found was through this process of being coached by her through the mindset, through their um, model, she, uh, so Aaron Ingold and Matt Ingold are the founders of Metanoia Catholic. And Aaron Ingold is a trained life coach, school graduate, and they have something called the model. And she has taken the model and basically just completely surrounded it with Catholic anthropology. 
And it's all really like in all the doctors of the church, the writings of the catechism, all of those things. Um, it's, you know, approved by the magisterium. It's aligned with the Catholic catechism, all of that. So we were going through the model on my own and I started seeing how these thoughts that I was having, um, we like to say that thoughts are slippery and they were, they would just kind of come in and out. And I didn't realize that they were there until I sat down with a journal. And what I found was that as I went through this process of uncovering these thoughts and then submitting them. This was really cool. I also never seen this anywhere where you really, there's a place where you submit them to Christ and you repent of these things. If you've had thoughts that are lies that you've given into believing, like we have, we have come to think of sin as just an action, but often, you know, in our thoughts and in our words, that's what we say at mass, right? In our thoughts and in our words and what we have done and what we have failed to do. And so I was able to start seeing how, uh, how my sin showed up in lots of different areas and not just in my actions. It's been, it's changed my confessions for sure. I usually go through my journal beforehand because I, I journal almost every day now. And it gives me lots of, lots of stuff to say and to understand what lies I'm, I'm consenting to, as they say. So what I was able to see was that as I took these thoughts, like maybe whatever's most pressing at the time, and I was able to repent of those things like pride or selfishness or self-reliance, like um, I could take those. And then from there, it was like clearing out the weeds so that I could hear God's voice better, like preparing the soil, right? The parable of the sower. It was like preparing this rich soil to allow God's word to really penetrate my heart in a way that like regular journaling just never did. Um, sometimes I would start doing the daily seven and I would feel really stuck. And throughout the process, like inviting the Holy spirit into that, he would just open things up through that, that thought trapping, you know, and that repenting of those thoughts and then being able to like open up to what God was saying to me, which is really beautiful. I'm going to probably go on, um, soon and do just kind of a little introduction to each of the exercises just because it's been really, really fun. But if you're interested, I'll definitely, as I've always done, included the link to the journal. You can print those pages out and Matt and Aaron have some awesome videos that they explain each exercise really well so that you can sort of learn how to do the journal yourself. But <clears throat> what I noticed was that in my coaching with Lisa, uh, we would do some targeted, you know, thought work on different things, but I was able to kind of bring that coaching and extend that into my daily life. I would bring it to the journal and learn how to coach myself, learn how to help my own thoughts kind of get back to where I could let God's grace come in and transform them because that is the ultimate thing. You know, we're not Like in, um, you know, in life coach, like regular life coaching or whatever else in the personal development world, it's easy to kind of get this sense that we can change our thoughts or we can like, what do they call it? I love how Matt calls it. He's like whitewashing thoughts where you like put a positive thought on like a negative thought. And that's, it's just not helpful uh, because if you still believe that negative thought underneath it, then putting a positive thought on top of it is not actually going to help you go anywhere because then you're still going to believe the negative thought. So it's, you're just not going to be sold on the new thought. And so you can't make that change as much as I have wanted to. There have been even something right now that came up in my journaling last week. And I like made all this time last week to really 
be open to God's movement. And I'm like, okay, I'm ready for the answer. Cause you, you, you lay this question out before me and you know, I was in coaching and they were like, why don't you do this? And it's like nothing. And I'm still waiting on the Lord in that particular thing. But what I found was I said, you know, okay, like I can't control this. So I'm just going to, whenever he wants to enlighten me on this subject, like he will. So I'm just going to put this to the side and, you know, keep obviously offering that back up to the Lord. But ultimately God's grace is the change agent. We are not the change agent. We can uh, obviously change some of the ways that we, like thoughts can be helpful anyway. I'm going to go ahead and end that thought there. But that's the point is God's grace is the change agent. And as a coach, you know, the way what I felt so called to about it was being able to help others to being able to use my passion for growth and for learning and for like being open minded and just really like I never stop. That's something I've always been like. You know, I don't, if I want to improve on something, um, I don't let anything stop me. And, you know, my husband will say the same thing. Like, man, if she wants to know about something, like she's gonna, she is gonna learn about it and she's gonna do it. And I've learned that that's actually, you know, one of the strengths that I have. And it's something that if I tap into properly and I can really lean into that strength, yes, I can overuse it for sure. But God can use that for good in my life. And that's where I started seeing just this calling to being a Catholic coach. I knew, you know, facilitating groups was great, but I really wanted to enter into what Lisa and what the Metanoia Catholic Purgative Way program had taught her, which was really understanding our minds and being able to show you, to show you, to show others what their mind is looking like, you know, and I can say all these things up here, but the beauty of it, where the rubber meets the road, is really when you're in those coaching sessions and you're hearing the thoughts that are going on in someone else's head, or when I've been the recipient of that, and I can hear, and then somehow, you know, Lisa kind of wraps it around where there's this moment, there's what they, you know, the Metanoia Catholic Academy calls it this metanoia moment. It's this turning back, it's this repentance, it's this change of heart where we can see how God wants us to be different. His grace reaches in that place and he can change our minds. Really. We're capable of changing our minds. Those things we were created as such that yes, images and, and memories and pat and all that is very powerful, but they're changeable in the sense of like allowing God to come in there with his grace. Um, another really powerful thing that I learned through this is in the model it always begins with a circumstance, which is just a fact, basically. And it could be something simple like a text message, like the words of a text message, or you got on Instagram and you saw someone else's post and started judging yourself. Like, that's never happened to me. No, it totally has. Um, but the thing that I never realized was how much I was giving over of my own power. I was abdicating my abdicating my own free will to that post or to that circumstance. And so what I've loved is just how I've been able to learn how to take that, that circumstance and it doesn't control me as much anymore. I can choose how I think about it. I can choose how I feel about it. I can choose how I act from that. And sometimes we're choosing like it's so it happens so fast that we we choose these actions. But if we slow it down, 
we can see how our actions are actually coming from a feeling and a thought that we chose and that we can sort of change how we react, even though we can't maybe change the original circumstance. I know that's, that's kind of, it's just one example, but knowing the battlefield, knowing about these circumstances, how we can choose, how we can utilize our free will, um, gosh, how we can have more responsibility and move forward is just really incredible. And it's, it just feels like exactly where God has created me to be. And that's why I wanted to come on here today and just share my journey to this moment, because it's been really one open door after the other and one yes after another yes. And ultimately, you know, I think we all would agree that that's what we want in our lives is to be able to say yes to the Lord when he asks us to show up, trusting in a sense, like that's all we have to do. We don't really, yeah, we have to take action. Yes. We have to keep our hands on the steering wheel, but like when we're doing things, if we're trying to just say yes to the Lord in every moment and everything that we do, it doesn't really matter what it is that we do. Yes to being a stay-at-home mom. Yes to being an entrepreneur and starting a business. Yes to you know having another baby or yes to uh, that volunteer opportunity or yes to focusing on my marriage and saying no to lots of other things. Um, I mean, the list could go on and on, but how can we say yes more in our lives to the things that are going to, to change us. So that's why I really wanted to come on here is to explain sort of how I got to this place and to invite you guys in with me, because as of today, I am officially opening up the doors to six coaching spots. They're going to be one-on-one coaching spots. We're going to do two months. So eight weekly sessions for one hour where I will teach you how you can also recognize what you're like, how God created your mind, how he is just so brilliant and how he created us to gosh, to just be just whole human people that um, it's just incredible. So I would love the opportunity to teach you how to see your mind, to teach you how to manage your thoughts to teach you what I've learned, to be able to just give your heart more fully to the Lord, to your desires that you have. It's helped me so much in my discernment because so many times, like when you're writing out your thoughts, it becomes really clear where the enemy is talking and where the Lord is talking. And that has really helped so much. And especially for me too, I've talked about this before, you know, in exercise seven, it's that metanoia moment and bringing in that scripture every day, all the time, like really being able to recognize that. And ultimately, you know, when I got into all this, it's like, that's, that's the point. I have been unapologetically Catholic my whole life, as far as I can remember. Uh, well, I guess middle school before that, I tried to not go to mass as much as possible, but anyway, that is neither here nor there. Um, But yeah, just to be authentically Catholic in every way, how can we serve the Lord better? How can we love our husbands better, love our children better? Like this is how we are going to change generations because our ignorance is not getting us anywhere. Our ignorance is not going to get us to a life of legacy where we can look back on our life and think like that, that life, I can like die peacefully because I know that I gave the Lord my all. I mean, that's my ultimate goal is to get to 
to the end of my life and to know that I don't have any regrets, that I don't, I didn't hold anything back, even the things that I was really terrified to offer. And I really want the same for you. So is this for you? You know, um, if you're maybe still struggling with and maybe need some counseling, obviously there's a place where Catholic coaches work with baseline. You know, there are some counselors and therapists that are also coaches uh, and there are, and it's not spiritual direction in the sense that like, this is not strictly about your relationship with Jesus, although that is a big part of this, but this is about human formation. It's about teaching you to cooperate with the grace of God's movement in your life. And in those sessions, being able to be taken through the model to be able to bring that into your journaling so that ultimately you're able to do this on your own. You're able to take your journal and coach yourself, so to speak, with the Holy Spirit, allow the Holy Spirit to coach you and be able to make greater strides in your personal life with the Lord. And especially if you are feeling like, you know, Maybe you're yelling at your kids more than you want to. Some of the things that I was going through, you know, just a year or two ago, or maybe you're still spending too many hours on social media. Maybe you're stuck in the cycle of watching Netflix at night, every night, or you're watching TV shows and you just want more and you know that there's more out there. Um, you know, it may not be for you, but if you're thinking about it, if you're even considering it, I'll be putting the link in the show notes for some 30 minute info sessions. I would love to just meet with you and discuss that, see where you're at. And if this would be a really good fit for where you are in your life, because I will tell you Catholic coaching, gosh, the harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few, you know, I mean, this is something that will change our church from the inside out being, being able to be saints, to grasp that personal holiness in a way that we just can't without understanding how our minds are with us and how our minds are fighting against us. So I'm just so grateful for your presence here today. Uh, be sure you check out my website. There is a coaching tab. If you're interested, you can click on the coaching tab and enter your information. You can sign up for my email list. I will be sending an email out with all the details later today or tomorrow. And you don't want to miss that. Or you can just hit reply. Uh, you can find me, JanaeFranco.com. But find me, ask me all the questions. What are your thoughts on this? Do you have more questions that I didn't answer? I would love to help you with that. So I hope you guys have a great Wednesday. I'm really excited to have been with you today and I can't wait to see you guys again next week. So until then, be a light.